Howdy doody. What y'all doing out there listening in? I, I appreciate it. Maybe you're driving. Maybe your wife's talking to you and you're busy doing something else. Um, I'm okay with that. Anyway, uh, welcome back. Welcome back to the show. It's episode number 43, which means you can find all of today's show notes at homesteadsandhomeschools.com slash 043. It is the third Tuesday in November, which means I have another musical guest. If you missed out on the first two weeks in November, go back, check them out. Uh, episode 41 was with Jordan Page, and uh, episode number 42 was with uh, Jordan Taylor. So I, go back and listen to them if you haven't. It will, uh, I don't know, I, you, I think you will enjoy them. I'm, I'm fairly certain that you'll enjoy them. Anyway, my guest today is Master Mark. Master Mark is out of Texas, uh, so a, a rapper, a hip hopper. I, I, you know, I, I can't tell you the difference between the two. I guess I, I'm just uneducated in that sense. But um, you know, Mark falls into that vein, and uh, it's really, it's, it's, uh, he's really enjoyable. Uh, it was a fun conversation, a good time talking to him, and uh, yeah, we're we're gonna get into it, and uh, you guys can check it out. This this is the track that uh, I kind of put me onto him called uh, gardening is gangsta so uh yeah let's go let's go plant those liberty seeds with mr master mark i don't rely on no food stamps because every season i'm harvesting some new plants it got me feeling like gardening is gangsta gardening is gangsta yeah i can't trust my own government so i got off my hamster wheel and got off the grid it got me feeling like sovereign is gangsta so my my guest today um, is Mr. Master Mark. He is a recording artist. He has an album out called "Weapons of Mass Instruction," which you can imagine what that is all about. Um, and that that song you heard in the beginning that played before this little uh, interview was uh, was what put me on to to Master Mark. Um, one, I don't know, it just kind of struck me. So I reached out to him and got a hold of him, and, and he was gracious enough to come on today. So, um, Mark, thanks for thanks for coming on. Thanks for take, taking the time out of your day and uh, speaking with us. Appreciate it. Yeah, most definitely. I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, yeah. Um, so your uh, that that song I heard, "Gardening is is Gangster," um, was that? I mean, you you have a garden of sorts. Oh, well, yeah, I, I started just doing a little garden uh, in my backyard. See, I own a landscaping and tree service company. So a, a lot of times I, I take on uh, some projects of putting in some new gardens or maybe revitalizing some, some old gardens that, you know, they've been neglected for a lot of years. And, you know, I, I started doing some edible landscapes type things where we can, you know, grow different vegetables. Uh, just right at home, just in people's backyards. And uh, we came up with, you know, stuff that, that didn't look like an eyesore either. So, you know, kind of, kind of made sense. And, you know, you got your own fresh vegetables right there in your own backyard. Yeah. Did you, is that um, the, the edible landscapes is always something that's intrigued me. Um, and it, you know, it, it takes a little while kind of getting used to what you can use and, and, what is actually out there. I mean, there's a, an abundance of, of plants. How did you figure that out? Was that something that you kind of knew about, like in the back of your head that you'd read about or were familiar with, or how did you come about that? 
Well, I just I had to take a few steps back because I was just seeing just the way things are in the world, just the way society is moving. And I just had to take a few steps back from it just to find out what's real and what's illusions. And when you get back to basics, you know, it's like going all the way back to the Garden of Eden and, you know, just putting your hands in the dirt and, you know, getting dirty, planting, planting some seeds and putting some energy into it, giving it what it needs, when it needs it. It needs water, sunlight, rich organic soils. And, you know, it's like you're creating magic right there. And it's very empowering because you become a creator. You could take a tiny little seed and turn it into something amazing i mean mm -hmm. the biggest of trees just starts from a little tiny seed and all it takes is the you know the energy of the sun the energy of the earth and sometimes a, a little bit of energy from us too can help cultivate it in a way that makes sense you know so that we could all coexist and have some lush greenery around us instead of a bunch of dead ugly old stuff and well, it is it's it's impressive how much, um, you know, you think about that, think about the size of like a squash seed, you know, just, just one squash seed and, and how much food you can get out of that, how much sustenance you can get out of that, you know, and yeah, it takes some work here and there, but, um, so you're in, you're in Texas. Um, is it a developed area where you are or is it? Well, I'm from Austin, Texas, but I had to escape Austin, Texas because the population is just growing so crazy fast. Traffic is getting too much. So I had to, you know, head out, to, head up north to Round Rock. And and then soon enough, uh, you know, the same thing started happening there. It was once dirt roads, which I kind of like dirt roads going out to my house. But you know, then it got paved and then corner stores everywhere and mini malls. And so I had to run a little bit further east to Hutto, which is, just a little bit further out, but now I'm watching the same thing happen over here. So <laughs> it's like the beast is just taking over. It's crazy how that happens. You know, I, I go back and uh, I grew up like upstate New York and I visit my, my family and I just think like how much has changed over the past 10 years, you know, 15 years. And it's a, uh, it's a wild thing, but so you're, you're out there again. Do you, um, are you, you still running the, the landscaping? Yes, sir. Uh, still doing the, the landscaping and tree service. The name of the company is Envision. And we uh, we don't only just do the Austin area, but last year, whenever the hurricanes hit the first one, Hurricane Florence hit the Carolinas. And so we went out there with our tree crew and chainsaws and just went out there and helped people get their trees off of houses and, um, you know, off of cars and driveways. It was a big mess when we got there. You know, we found a lot of people that we could help. And and while we were there, we had already been there for several weeks. And uh, and that's when Hurricane Michael was heading straight for Florida. Mm -hmm. And my uh, and, and the guy that I was working with, he lives in, in Florida and it was going straight for his farm. He got a 10 acre farm out there. So he needed to go back and, and get everything buckled down so that he didn't lose any animals and, you know, make sure everything's good on the farm. So. We headed out there and, and then Hurricane Michael hit and it hit Panama City really hard. So we were ready to go out there and be first responders the next day. And we also did some work in Tallahassee because Tallahassee had quite a bit of damage. But once we got down there, there, were, there was no hotels available or anything like that. Everything was shut down. And so, but we got in there and we were able to help quite a bit of 
people that were not able to get uh, immediate service done whenever, you know, a lot of a lot of times it was an um, emergency. So we were able to be there for a lot of people and it was a really awesome experience. That's awesome. Yeah, it's that's uh, I can imagine um, the, the feeling there because that's you know helping when you helping people is is it's one of those things that you know until you've actually like really helped someone in need like that there is some gratification that just you know comes in being able to 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 serve others you know um, in that the time of need and that's yeah yeah and that's not I mean that's not close for you that's how, what's that drive like twelve hours. It's about a 15, 16 hour drive, depending on if I'm towing a trailer, I got to go a little bit slower and got to make more stops for gas too. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, we, we were out there for hurricane Sandy. We were up in New Jersey. Whenever that we were, whenever the tornadoes hit Alabama, uh, we were there in Tuscaloosa and Birmingham and did a lot of work over there. We've been to Oklahoma, uh, Virginia beach. I mean, we've been all over the United States doing, different different tree work uh most of the time when we're traveling it's because of some kind of uh natural disaster hurricanes and tornadoes and stuff like that but uh good deal all right so um it's back back to uh back to austin there um so who do you do work for do you do is it like individuals is it for like the the city kind of or who are some of your clients no i i mostly i mostly just do work uh residential and uh but I mean, there's a few like I, I do work for the post office regularly. There's about uh, four or five post offices around here that we go take care of uh, once a year, once every other year. But and a few other businesses, too. But for the most part, it's residential. I, I like working with, you know, individuals directly. And mm-hmm. so when you um, when you do like landscape work for them and you, you have the knowledge of of. Um you know, edible landscaping and what, what other kind of plants are out there that might be, you know, more useful than, uh, just some flowers. Um, do you, do you actively suggest that to people or is it something that they find you, you know, they come looking for, for no, a lot of times, I mean, there, there has been times that I might suggest something like that, but for the most part, I just, I, I like to listen to them and, and get an idea of what they want to create, you know, to envision what it is that they want to have. And then sometimes I can, you know, add some things in there to embellish upon it. But, you know, I try to, I try to work with them instead of just going in and telling them, this is what you need. You know yeah. I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yes, for sure. For sure. It's like this one, this one old lady, she, she had me come out there and um, she said she wanted me to lollipop her oak tree. And I was like, well, <laughs> it's not going to look good. It's really not good for the tree. And she said, yeah, she said, uh, you're the, you're the fourth tree service guy to tell me that. Uh, the other three guys wouldn't do it. And I was like, and then she made me feel bad because she was like 90 years old <laughs> and all she wanted was a lollipop oak tree. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to, you just tell me what it is you want it to look like. And I'm going to do my best to, to make it look like exactly how you want because you're 90 years old. So I can't tell you nothing. So let me just, <laughs> let me just make you happy this one time. Even if other people are like, what the heck is that? <laughs> oh, man, I, that's like, I, I'm not... I took a couple art classes in high school because I had to, and that's like one thing I remember, like my art teacher telling me there is no such thing as like a lollipop tree in in real life, you know. But <laughs> all, right. all right, so um, I don't know. I guess the 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 music here, the, specifically that that song, um, "Gardening Is Gangster." How how did that 
come to be? Was it, were you, did you get into the, the, the gardening thing and then, you know, that came after or how, how did that come about? Well, I think originally we were going to do the song. It was going to be four of us on the song, me and Paul ended up doing it. But uh, John Bush was also going to get in on there. And uh, and then one of his other friends, he was talking about getting on there, too. Uh, so we were going to originally uh, do that, the four of us. But, um, you know, I I had mine. I had already written the song. And so I. I recorded it and I sent it to the other three and I said, Hey, you know, this is the song that I'm doing. If you guys want to, you know, write to it or, you know, get your verses ready and then we'll hit the studio and put it down. And so, you know, I sent it to all three of them. And then, uh, and then Paul, he was, he was ready and he, you know, had his, had his verse down. I listened to it. I, I, I loved the idea and the concept of it. I was like, yeah, this flows. And then, and then I was waiting on on John and and his friend and they never uh, well it was just taking them a long time and we're like well let's just go in the studio and put it down they could do theirs later but after me and him put it down it's like man that's them two verses that's that's all we really need <laughs> yeah yeah it is it's um it's something and it's really the 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 messages within that um are are huge you know it's it's really it's something else um but uh so what what is that what does that mean i guess paul is a a are you guys talking about um being being food sovereign food sovereign or just just sovereign individuals in in general which you know in the song we're we're talking about just getting off the grid and um just living a different kind of life just because the mainstream is just it's apparent that it's moving in the wrong direction technology's taking over the world computers are taking over the world just like you know the rise of the machines and the terminator it's really coming to pass today right before my eyes and you just see people that they have all this technology right at their fingertips but they still continue to fill their brains with useless information it's like you know, we could do great things with it, but instead, uh, it's really contaminating people's minds and having a degenerative effect on society as a whole, from what I've gathered. And I am just trying my hardest to stay away from it and to just live a simple life because living simply is not as simple as it seems. A lot of times, it means doing things that are a lot harder and take more energy, but sometimes it's worth it because our personal sovereignty and our personal freedoms and liberties they're important it's uh it's something that we we uh seem to take for granted these days yeah yeah it uh it seems to be a lot you know people they want that that ease you know um yeah it you know it it's uh it's work to to get out and grow some of your own food it's it's work to to take care of yourself you know um and you can sure you can turn to government for for help you turn to you know but at the same time that like you said you know that's it's not it's not necessarily a good thing um and it's can be detrimental to to your health you know um in in other ways but how long have you been did you as when did you kind of realize that you needed to to take a step back from from things and kind of dial it back well that was in 
2012, Friday the 13th, April 2012. And uh, yeah, that was that was pretty much the day that that completely changed my life. That was that was the day that I started to wean myself off of me and I, my whole ideas of what food was completely changed as of that day. And uh, and that's a that's a long story in itself, but. But basically, uh, you know, I, I started to be very conscious and aware of everything that went into my body every day. And I started noticing that a lot of the things, you know, you start reading the labels and seeing what the ingredients in certain things. And it's like, OK, I, I had to kind of do an analysis. What am I putting in my body that's good? And what am I putting in my body that's bad? And what's having a positive effect and what is completely useless, pretty much just fill. And so I came to the conclusion that certain things like the certain things that we have as staples in our everyday diet is not even really food. And it has no business entering our bodies in the first place. And so like sugars, I've, I've, I've tried to completely eliminate sugar from my diet. And I know there's natural sugars in fruits and vegetables, and there's there's nothing wrong with that. But all this added sugar and and all these added ingredients is the things that I try to watch out for. Uh, try to keep it as simple as possible, as organic as possible, and that's become quite a challenge in itself. <laughs> eating healthy, it's one thing when I'm when I'm home, but when I'm on the road, which I'm on the road a lot, just for different reasons. And it, it does become really difficult to find the right foods to eat to keep on fueling your body. And um, I, I definitely noticed that there are certain superfoods that we can eat that are clean, burning energy that gives us the right nutrients. I feel like the four food groups that they teach us about in school, they're not even necessary. The meat group, I feel like, is completely unnecessary. And then I feel like algae should be its own food group because algae is probably the number one thing that I've implemented into my diet where I feel the difference. I see the difference. It's like this is superfood. This is what everybody should be eating. And I believe that this is the mana that they speak of in the Bible. And um, I mean, there's so many different kinds of like sterilina, chlorella, green algae, red marine algae and blue algae. And these are all. It's like when, when you consume them, you just feel like your soul being quenched and they're they're more nutrient dense. They have more protein than a T-bone steak. And uh, I mean, it, it's just it, it's superfood and everybody should be eating it. This should be a staple in our diet. The way people, you know, have their breads and their bread and cereal group. And it's like breads. Pretty much every bread that you can buy in the store has high fructose corn syrup in it. High fructose corn syrup is one thing that you want to avoid like the plague. If, I mean, that aspartame and all these other cancer-causing additives that they're putting in our food these days, it should be a crime. I can't believe they get away with this stuff. People are just gobbling it up. And it, it, it hurts to see because, you know, everybody's so accustomed to popping open their Coca-Cola or, you know, Dr. Pepper and all these high fructose corn syrup beverages. And it's, it's, it's not good for their body. It's not good for their mind. It's not adding any years from their lives, but quite possibly 
taking some off, some time off of their lives because doing it repetitively every day. I mean, it's it's just not good for our health and the obesity and like it's like people don't value their health as much as they should because that's one of the most important things that we have is our health. I feel like our health is our wealth. And so, you know, if you're healthy and you're strong. You cut out there. I said, well, I just finished saying the best part. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I feel like Forrest Gump whenever he delivered that speech and the microphone cut out. <laughs> and that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> all right. So, um, the algae, where do, you, where do you get your your algae from then is it you take it like is, is a pill or a powder or? oh i i make uh i make smoothies i i mean sometimes i'll take the pills like them little chlorella tablets and uh spirulina but uh but i like to get this um detox and alkalize um i think it's amazing greens or something like that and that has all of the algaes in it because um Man, that's I, I feel like that's a that's a food group in itself. Sea veggies, seaweed salad, and all, all these phytonutrients that people need. And man, it's so good for your body. Your body responds. It's like it's like you're feeding your soul, and there's like an inner glow that that comes from eating algae. And uh, and yeah, I I like that particular uh, mix for my smoothies because like I could feel the nourishment after drinking it. And and that's uh, and that's another thing I've been doing a lot more also is just like being very mindful of, of what I'm eating and how my body, uh, what my body does with it, how it burns this energy and, and what uh, what foods seem to burn cleaner for longer. Like after fast, completely detoxifying my system, it's like I could actually feel my my digestion and how. It, how my body is processing certain foods and what it's taking from it and what it feels from it. And so that's how I'm, I'm kind of balancing out my own diet. But there's cert, certain foods that, uh, like, they just don't belong inside of human bodies. And that's pretty much everything that people love to eat. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, um, it's wild. You know, it really, when you, like, look into the things that go into food, you look into the, the USDA, FDA definitions of things, even, you know, like what, what's considered organic or like your cage free eggs, like what that actually means. It's, it's, it's nuts, you know? Um, and I don't know if people just don't realize it or, you know, people just don't care. Um, but like uh, everybody else is doing it. So they feel like it's okay just because everybody else is doing it. But in reality, I mean, I feel like we're living in some very Neanderthalish type of days in, in a lot of ways. And there's a lot of things in a hundred years that we're not going to be doing anymore that people are still doing today. There's a lot of things that have not yet been discovered. People don't even realize the, the power of crystals, the healing power of crystals and the different ways that they can amplify our auras and our energy. And that that's another thing that... Uh, Science hasn't caught up to us yet with, but there's definitely ma magic in that too. There's magic that comes from the earth and there's, there's, uh, it is, it's, it's wild what we, what we think we know, what we act like we know. And then, you know, you, you look at something as, as simple as, you know, food and, and 
the the food pyramid that we learned about as as a kid you know in school and it's drilled into you that this is what you need to eat this is how many servings of this and then you know 20 years later we're we're scrapping the thing because we we've realized that uh, oh no we're wrong um and and I don't know when we sit down and think we know everything and then we've been drinking cow DNA all these years and after I mean imagine being an alien coming down here and seeing humans and they're drinking cow milk and it's like what is wrong with them it's like they're using that cow DNA to turn us into flock animals because that it seems like they're succeeding in that but uh I mean that that's one thing I definitely had to cut out of my diet was the the belief that humans are supposed to consume the milk of cows I mean and then the thought of drinking human breast milk is just crazy to people but they'll drink it out of a cow though uh it, it just seems really weird and uh just yes yeah, certain things that that everybody thinks is is okay just because everybody else does it and it's not it's it's really important to eat organic these days definitely because they're they're spraying all the crops with uh with fertilizers and growth hormones and you know, different, different things to, uh, I mean, these animals are getting injected like crazy. You're not just eating animal meat. You're eating a lot of other stuff. You're eating a lot of chemicals. You're eating, you're eating a lot of pain and a lot of fear, all the feelings that that animal feels before they're slaughtered. You're eating that too. It's, uh, I mean, if you look at the conditions that these animals are raised in, who would want to want to oh, just think about it. I don't see who would ever want to eat that. Yeah. Yeah, well, and I think it's, um, people don't know, you know, it's, it's not something that, uh, it's advertised, you know, you advertise, uh, I said cage free and, um, all that means is that there's like a three foot space at the end of this 180 foot or 80 foot, uh, you know, thing cage for the, uh, shelter for the chickens, you know? And so they get a little bit of sunlight, but, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, so what a lot of it is, uh, you know, what I, what I hear from you is kind of like this, you know, self-reliance, look out, not, not necessarily look out just for yourself, but like, you know, be, be conscious of, of yourself and take care of yourself. Um, I feel like some of that, a lot of that kind of comes out in your, your music. Is that, uh, so is that, that's the the main underlying message definitely is that, uh, you know, everything else is an illusion, but you got to strengthen yourself first so that you can, equip yourself to make better decisions on, on, uh, you know, in the future. And I just, uh, I, I try to put that through my music and, you know, every, every one of the songs on weapons of mass instruction has, their, has their own message to it. Um, and I, I try my best to, uh, to turn that into a visual and, and, and put it out. How has been received? Do you get, you know, people, pushing back on you and, and, or, or how's it? Uh... uh, yeah, there's been, I, I think that comes with being critical of the police is, uh, definitely get a lot of pushback about that. I get a lot of hatred about that. I get, uh, you know, so I, I like to, I haven't been cop watching in a while, but when I do go cop watching, uh, you know, there's always that one drunk guy that, you know, starts cussing and puffing his chest out like he wants to do something. And I bet, you know, we better respect police 
or else, you know, <laughs> you know, how, well, I don't know if you, you probably ain't been down to sixth street, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's no. a little crazy back down there, but that's why we like to cop watch on sixth street because, you know, the cops get real aggressive and there's not really anything or anyone there to hold them accountable. And so they can get away with whatever they want to get away with. And, um, and so, you know, I, I don't go out there and, and try to make a big scene about it. I just go out there with my video camera. And whenever the cops start getting aggressive, I pull my camera out and I film it. And, and sometimes, you know, they end up doing things that they shouldn't have been doing. And, you know, if I caught it on camera, well, then that's proof. But just because you have proof doesn't always mean that they're going to do anything about it because, you know, I don't know how it is in Atlanta, but in Austin, the cops, they get away with murder. They're, they're killing people over here. It's like a couple of times a year, I'm back over there at a march or in front of City Hall because we just found out that once again, the cop that killed somebody is not getting charged with anything because they fear for their life or for whatever reason, they could always just come back on that. But Yeah, no, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a sticky situation, you know, it's, um, there's no, the accountability isn't, isn't what it is should be at all um, and somebody's you know. got to hold accountable and i i'm, I'm shining light on it and, and making it public and it's not an easy thing to do to you know stand up and and be critical of the police but somebody's got to do it because uh i'm not seeing I'm, I'm not seeing anybody that's standing boldly against it and i just feel like you know nothing's gonna change nothing's gonna change if we don't make a change and that's why I go out there and, you know, I'm not trying to interfere with, you know, cops that's protecting and serving the people. But you know, I, I have a uh, I have a thing against bad cops, crooked cops. And if I see them misbehaving, well, I'm going to I'm not going to go over there and try to fight them or anything. But I'm going to I'm going to pull out my video camera and record them. And, you know, that's the that's the way we got to fight these days. We had to put up the guns and swords and pull out the video camera and expose them so that people can see what it is that they're doing and draw their own conclusions or their own ideas of what how you know what should be done or yeah yeah it's definitely it's um you know a lot in in the messaging and um you know what you're what you're out there doing you know um, the way you kind of present yourself take care of yourself and in the sense of um you know encouraging people and and teaching people letting letting people know that um what's what's actually going on and that there's there's another way to to do things you know it doesn't have to be this left right paradigm of of you know that we've been in, ingrained upon us right. um so but uh your first album has been out um where where can we go to find that oh weapons of mass instruction um it's on you could get it on amazon or any, okay. any of the main any of the main uh you know it, it's on apple and all that um but uh but this next one coming out i'm gonna be I'll, I'll know a release date by the end of the week but probably in the next six weeks or so um releasing for apocalypse that's my next one and uh that features i just shot a new music video uh last weekend called decom it's the dark corners of my mind and uh and so that one was basically in weapons of mass instruction i just came out i pretty much just came out of nowhere and just 
you know, dropped a bomb of truth on everybody, <laughs> realizing who I am or where the hell I came from. Uh, basically, because I came from prison, I, I had done four years in prison. Um, I got convicted of a crime that I didn't commit. And I talk about that in the song and uh, just talk about a lot of things that led up to uh, what I have been doing, trying to spread truth, trying to expose injustice and stand up against tyranny and evil and just be a servant of God, really. I mean, I, I used to be, uh, you know, into Christianity and, you know, devoting my life to to Jesus and all that whenever whenever I was a teenager. And um, and I just I, I studied the Bible for a long time. And I and then I realized, you know, all the things about the Bible that you read it one way, but then you could read it a different way. And, and really what they're talking about is something completely different. So, you know, I, I started getting into that and then I realized, you know, this isn't the only book of knowledge. There is also, you know, there's a Quran that has knowledge that could be gained and, all, and you know, all these other books, the Egyptian Book of the Dead. And so I just felt like I needed to expand from Christianity because I felt like I was only one part of the story and uh, and that I needed to know the whole story. And so, you know, I'm just a student of all religions. I'll take any good from it and. You know, if I find anything that's bad from it, well, I'll, I'll discard it. I don't have to carry it with me. I, I just uh, I, I love gaining new new knowledge and new insight from different perspectives and uh, applying my own life. Nice, nice. Well, I I, um, I enjoyed the uh, what I've seen of the first album. I know I've, I've checked it out on all the. I think a good part of it is probably out on YouTube. Um, I know there's a, a number of videos you got out there. Um, on YouTube and, uh, encourage people to, to go check that out. Um, and, uh, I don't know that, well, the, the second album will be available on, on Amazon. I'm going to, I'm going to submit it to, uh, for, for release on all platforms. So, uh, it should be submitted to, to pretty much anywhere. I'm going to, I'm going to do a big release with it. Uh, that's why I take about six weeks. It's, I'm already done with the project and I'm really excited about releasing it. I just want to make sure that I go about it the right way and, uh, and you know, have, have all my ducks in a row before I, before I go out there. Because basically, I just want to strike hard and fast like a rattlesnake. Uh, because I know that a message like this, uh, it's going to upset some people. It's, it, I mean, it's probably going to make some people want to see me dead. <laughs> and that's what that's what speaking the truth does. It, it, it inspires a lot of hatred. And there's people that don't want to hear that message. And so I know that, you know, once once I spit it out there, they're going to try their hardest to keep it from spreading and keep it, you know, off of the Internet. And just like before, even with the gardening is gangster. If you listen to the gardening is gangster, you'll you'll see that it's a positive message. But you would not believe how many times. They've taken that song down, saying that I violated, like, like I'm, like it's hate speech. Then uh, it got removed uh, because of shocking content, is what they said. And it's like so, so many of these different websites, they they kick it off, and like YouTube, you know, takes my videos down. And it's like, what am I saying that's so bad? Except just shining light on something that's real. And it's like, well, this is not not anything that we want to you know that's crazy publicized. 
So, yeah, I got to do it fast and I got to be loud and I got to, you know, get this on the on the radio waves when I do drop this uh, dark corners of my mind. And these other few songs, one of the songs I got coming out is called Big Fed. And uh, that's pretty much a personification of the Federal Reserve. And uh, and so, you know, I'm just pretty much shining light on how the Federal Reserve works and basically making them look like a gangster and like they're just pimping us. Yeah, and, well. <laughs> uh, and then I come back in the second verse as myself and, you know, make my argument against it and all the reasons why it's not necessary in a, in a free society to have you know something like this. So speaking out against the federal reserve, uh, it didn't work out too well for John F. Kennedy and, and a lot of other people, but, uh, but, like I said, it's something I've been called upon to do, and I'm just uh, trying to be a servant of God and, and you know, obey his commands. And so I got these songs, and I'm ready to drop them. I wish I could drop them right now, but they'll, they'll be dropping real soon. And I uh, nice. can't wait for everybody to hear it because there's some, some powerful messages in there. Uh, have you ever, ever uh, worked with any of the other, other some of the more liberty-leaning uh guys out there um i mean see the artists that i choose to uh to work with i i choose them very carefully because i think that their message is one million percent libertarian um k reno for instance he's uh, in my opinion this guy's uh probably the best rapper alive i mean the guy dropped all these albums like so much content if you look at it I mean, he's not so much of a rapper as he is a living prophet. The man's like a living prophet. Even and just to meet him in person and get to work with him and shoot a music video with him, it's like this dude's got a glow about him. It's like he's, uh, yeah. And his message is very libertarian, and but it speaks it 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 speaks to the hood, but it also speaks in it's universal in my opinion. And I, I'm still waiting for his music to break through universally. But his is another message that is often extinguished. And, uh, you know, they don't want people to, to get into music like this because it's eye opening kind of music that he makes. Yeah. You can't you can't uh, can't keep people in the dark with uh, there's lights out there, you know. But um, what is it? K-K-R-E-N-O? Uh, R-I-N-O. Okay. K-R-E-N-O. Yeah. All right. Well, I, I will. um I will put links in the show notes and, and encourage people to go check that out. I am um, looking forward to it. I, I, I am indeed. So thanks for coming on today. I, I appreciate it. Take care of yourself, you know, and uh, keep doing what you do, I guess. It's, uh, it's, it's been, been nice. I, I appreciate it. Most definitely. I appreciate you having me on your show. Yeah, no problem, man. I had fun. I think Mark had fun. How many times can I say fun in like 10 seconds? Count them. Count them. It's fun. It's fun to count, right? Anyway, folks, Master Mark um, 
really appreciated him coming on and uh, sharing some of his his background, some of his story. Um, there's a, a whole lot more there, I have a feeling, um, but it just kind of didn't fit into this vein of show. His first album is out, and you can find links in the show notes to that. Um, his second album is out today as of recording. Of course, I'm recording this a day earlier, so it's not out yet. So I don't have the links in there just now, but as I can generate them as the day goes on, um, I will I will update the show notes. So homesteadsandhomeschools.com slash 043, and you can find links to um, Master Mark's first album and his second album for Apocalypse. It's the number four and then Apocalypse. Um, that is out today. So go get yourselves a copy of that. If you like what you hear here, head over to iTunes and uh, leave a review. Click some stars, type some words. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it'll help. Maybe it won't. I don't know, but, uh, I'm told it does. So, so go do that. And, uh, yeah, the holidays are, are coming up. Um, you know, you're going to be buying presents for people. So head over to homesteadsandhomeschools.com slash Amazon and click that affiliate link and uh, give the show a little kickback to uh, help, help you know, pay for some of the things and uh, doesn't cost you anything. And you're already, you're already buying stuff on Amazon. You know, you are. So uh, <laughs> anyway, folks, I appreciate it. I appreciate your time. And uh, I look, look forward to another interview next week with another musician and uh get out there enjoy your your weekend enjoy your fall enjoy a little bit of downtime before the holidays really hit uh, they'll be they'll be coming fast and furious uh next month so anyway folks get out there sow those seeds of liberty and we can all reap sheaves of freedom together write us this dream.